everyone, Kitty here. Before we dive into the podcast, I wanted to give you a couple of reminders. The first is that we touch on a lot of sensitive subjects that could be possible emotional and trauma triggers for people. If there are any topics that you're sensitive to, we recommend that before you watch any of the movies or listen to our podcasts, you check the website doesthedogdie.com. Also, this podcast is not kid-friendly and not safe for work. Please listen responsibly. Finally, this podcast contains spoilers. If you're like me and don't like spoilers, please watch the movie before listening. Thank you, and happy haunting. This is Hounds of Horror with Max. What is a non-fatal murder? <laughs> Victor. No, you're no, stupid. doesn't matter how close you live to your house. But anyway. <laughs> and Kitty. A That's lot. a lot of words for I'm trying something instead of porn. <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, so are we ready to just get this shit started? The party, as you will? Mm-hmm. I think so. Ah, it's a good looking mimosa. That sounded so incredibly satisfying. <sighs> she put that on like a spearmint commercial. Yeah, it sounded really, really good. <sighs> okay. Well, I'm Max. I'm Victor. And I'm Kitty, and this is our weekly podcast where we talk about horror movies, and... It's called Hounds of Horror, by the way. Yes, yes, it is. And you can reach us at houndsofhorrorpod at gmail.com. Indeed you can. So? (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is Victor's movie, so I'm waiting for him to kind (laughs) of... Well... Tonight... Or wait, last time we watched, <laughs> this time we're talking about tonight, here and hitherto, we're going to be discussing the events that happened in Lights Out. It was shockingly a 2016 movie. We got into a conversation about that because we were having conver- like a disagreement about when we watched it. I thought that this one came out before Mama, but it did not, in fact, come out before Mama. It did not. It was very Mama-esque, though, in certain respects. It was. That's why we got on the the topic of it, because Victor thought that it kind of tried to pull certain aspects from... It tried to pull some shit, all right? This came out after Mama? Is that true? Yes. Okay, I think three years later, to be exact. Three years. Wow, Mama was 2013, huh? Yep. Both were actually based off of short movies. Shorts. Of horror shorts. shorts. They're based off of my shorts. <laughs> I specifically remember watching the Lights Out short on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was mighty scary. It is terrifying, yeah. So I, I kind of had a lingering fear from that carry over to this. Yes. And I w- we recently have watched both of the shorts. And um, I will say that... The short that Mama was based off of is almost recreated. I mean, I'm pretty sure it is recreated shot for shot within Mama. Like that entire, it's, uh, I think the the short film is, I think, just under three minutes or something like that. And shot for shot, that is in the movie Mama. It's the scene. Except the short was shot in one shot. Yes, it is extremely impressive because they go all the way down the steps. It's all done in one shot and one take. It's super cool and super impressive. But it's the scene wherever... Um, I forget their names already because I'm terrible with names. The older sister tells the younger sister not to look at her because she's mad. And they go running back up the steps. And it's freaky. 
it's it's freaky um however <laughs> this movie the short that this movie was based off of there is like an homage to it but it is not necessarily recreated not that that's a requirement when you make a movie off of a short but i just thought it was a a little uh what do they call that an idiom no uh uh there's a word for it mm-hmm. it's a it's a mm-hmm. thing when you mention something you, you think it's worth mentioning but it's not really the focus of the story. So. Anecdote? That's the one. An anecdote. Because I was thinking I, an antidote. Yeah, it sounds about right. Oh, an antidote is rather important, and an anecdote really isn't. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So the scene in this movie with his secretary maid—I'm not sure what she is—turning the lights off, and the silhouette is getting closer and closer as she's turning the lights off. That is. Uh, is the pretty much the the main chunk of the lights out short. Well, I think those lights were automatic. They were, which seems really dangerous. We'll get into uh, that of... in just a minute. I have some things to say. Yeah, all right. We should we should go on our normal pro- procedure so... here. We're skipping procedure and protocol. Okay, Max, if you want to go over the folks that were in this movie and what their other things were that they were in at other points in time oh yeah uh first we have Teresa palmer who was julie in warm bodies one of my favorite movies and possibly the one we'll be doing next i'm not sure um she was in hacksaw ridge and a lot of other things but there's another one i wanted to mention and i kind of want to see now the movie is called i am number four and she played number six (laughs) so (laughs) um just real quick, I don't know if it's picking up at all on our microphone, but it is thundering here. So that may happen on occasion, and we may need to abruptly run and get the baby if he starts freaking out because of the thunder. Or fight lightning spirits. We're not entirely sure yet. Yeah. Ooh. So, hmm. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Next, we have Gabriel Bateman. He is the her stepbrother, I guess. Her mother's other son. Her other brother. Uh, her other mother. son. Yes, Sorry. her other brother from a different, from the same mother. <laughs> different father. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he has been in quite a lot of things that I've never seen. <laughs> yeah. Like um, Playmobil, the Playmobil movie. <laughs> yeah, it sounds interesting. It sure <laughs> does. Uh, I, I almost was like, oh, he was in Lights Out. Oh, yeah, I just saw that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't see anything else on I mean, he was in Grey's Anatomy, which I also never watched. I think it's also <laughs> worth mentioning that he was in the most recent Child's Play movie. I've never seen that. Perhaps we'll do it on the podcast, because I don't know that I've ever seen a Chucky movie start to finish. I don't know that I've even seen half of one. No, I don't want to watch Chucky movies. It has Aubrey Plaza in it. I love Aubrey Plaza, but I hate Chucky. Mm. Is it the... <laughs> doll itself that's freaky because if i remember correctly one of your favorite horror movies is about dolls um no it has nothing to do with like the creepiness of chucky like i love freaking dead silent oh i was trying to think of what we were going to do next and that's definitely on the list so okay. i was saying i had a couple other things i, I just i can't make up my mind um, it's so hard whenever it comes to your turn to pick i know because it'll be three more weeks until we get to do one of mine again yeah <laughs> it goes quick though i guess um I no just, i don't I, know 
Sorry, I was scrolling through the cast for the newest Child's Play movie, and there's a girl in here who was cast as the disappointed customer. (laughs) 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 And she is top billed above other people who had actual names in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, anyway, continue. Uh, That's right. I don't think I mentioned uh, Teresa Palmer played Rebecca in this movie. Gabriel Bateman played Martin. Alexander de Persia. I haven't seen anything he's been in. I didn't recognize him from anything. He, he was in Hemingway, which I'm not going to watch. He had a male evacuee number two role in I Am Legend. Yeah. <laughs> which I I like I Am Legend, but I don't remember him in that. Yeah. <laughs> and he was, I imagine probably where they were getting scanned. And then we have Maria Bello. Victor, you might remember her. I absolutely do. She yeah, she was... Uh, a lot. She does. Edie Stahl in A History of Violence, mm-hmm. which was one of my all-time favorite movies. Unfortunately, it'll never show up on this podcast, but... No, unfortunately. Nah, it doesn't, doesn't fit the... Not the even MO. a little bit. No. Yeah, I mean, she's been in a ton of stuff. A lot of them I've never seen. But, oh, yeah, she was in um, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, which I have seen. It was all right. Okay. I'll take your word for it. (laughs) She plays Evelyn in that movie. (laughs) Yeah, that's weird. And it was fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's fine. It was was fine. Oh, yeah, Assault on Precinct 13. She was Dr. Alex Sabian, and I think she, well, I won't say that was also a half decent movie. It was. Yeah. So I think that's all I have. And I will say, I just don't like Chucky because I, I don't know. The ones that I've seen are just too far over the top. Mm. Like. Like past it just cheesy. Wore, it's like beyond cheesy. Yeah. Like he rigs up this stupid like pipe bomb with nails or something and like nails the cop's face in like weird directions. And I'm like, this is just fucking dumb. Okay. I see what you mean. So just real quick, though, the girl that actually played Diana, um, Alicia Vela Bailey, um, I just wanted to see what else she had been in, but she's actually a stunt woman and has been in all the fucking things. Well, should that really surprise us? Considering no. the last, the person who played the last two monsters in our movies that we watched? Yeah, no, I'm just, she, like, has a really amazing what's the word that I'm looking for biography filmography mm, I guess filmography but it's not the word I was looking for but life story um but she was like in Wonder Woman Avatar um she was in uh one of the Annabelle movies she was in Underworld True I liked Blood. Avatar I also like Evanescence by the way that's okay they're a great band Luke Cage, The Punisher, The Defenders. Like, she has a lot of stuff under her belt. Well, good for her. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. I think that stunt men and women are some of the most underrated movie... um, Personnel. That's the one. We're having a really hard time with vocabulary tonight. It's fine. But anyway, they're really undervalued and underappreciated. Vocabulary. Yes. I'm a dictionotomy. I... (laughs) Almost set our house on fire tonight, and I think we're both a little smoke-addled at this point. <laughs> Dude, we like smoked a whole towel. 
<laughs> we do this thing where, like, so I'd done the dishes, and they were draining in the drainer, and I was making <clears throat> lasagna, and I got done cooking, and I was about to clean the dishes that I had made while I was making lasagna, and there was no more room in the dish drainer. And so I put a towel on the stove so that I could put clean, wet dishes on there. And I had forgot to turn one of the burners off. So. Actually, it's the same burner that I almost (laughs) caught an oven mitt on fire at Thanksgiving. It's a haunted stove. There's no other explanation. I do believe I made mention that you put burnable things on there. And I cautioned you against that. And you yelled at me. Um, yeah, but Tyler literally constantly puts towels on there and it wasn't paper it was an actual towel it wasn't a paper towel and it would have been fine if the thing wouldn't have been on also max the response might have been a little less hostile if you weren't naked perhaps (laughs) uh i have a phobia tonight finally because i just actually bothered with it Hmm. oh is it let me guess is it nyctophobia (laughs) <laughs> How'd you guess? <laughs> this is literally Has... the only movie that I was going to use it for because it's so generic and so easy to put in every movie. But what's fun about this phobia is not necessarily the fear of dark, like the dark or darkness. It's the fear of what could be in it and you being out of your element, which is very similar to any of the four major phobias that come along with um, the ocean and open water. Hydrophobia? I'm sure that's got to be one of them. I don't think that. Eh, Maybe. But anyway. Yeah. You know who didn't have nyctophobia? De Persia? The bad guy in Don't Breathe. Oh, you don't know that. He was in his element all the time by being in the dark. Maybe he was afraid of the dark. He just didn't know he was in it. (laughs) Well, is that so much of a distinction? I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, yeah. So basically, like, if I was afraid of being shot, but I didn't know what a gun was, (laughs) (laughs) it'd be weird. (laughs) It would be weird. (laughs) Um, but yeah, basically, that's all there is to it. It's just being, it's a being afraid of being in the dark, not necessarily of darkness. Uh, I don't know how you could really be afraid of darkness itself. It's what it could potentially hide within it, and not being able to see what's there, and the mind always telling you that there's something terrible. Because our minds like to terrify us for no reason. To make shit up, keep us on our toes. But also, I guess, try to save our lives. Because I guess, if you think about it, maybe there could be something in the dark. So maybe you shouldn't just go in there at all. (laughs) Maybe. We don't get enough adrenaline like our ancestors did. Like, we're not constantly (laughs) running from saber-toothed tigers. So our body has to make shit up now. (laughs) Well, I mean, if that's where you're going with it, then yeah... Back in the day, we would be afraid of heights. We would be afraid of storms. We would be afraid of the dark because there were things that would literally be there to kill you. Oh. And those fears would save our ancient man lives. (laughs) And women lives. And women lives. Hairy, smelly lives. Anyway, so this has been our talks (laughs) on anthropology. All right. So... We start off our movie with Paul. I think his name was Paul. I think it's Paul. Um, Paul's hanging out in a dress shop? Meat shop? Textile. Warehouse? 
Takes Tylery. <laughs> <laughs> and it's where he works. And all of my least favorite things about this movie happened in the first, like, ten minutes of the movie. Seriously? Yeah, basically. Um, I mean, I guess that's a good thing. Except for one. There was one thing later on that really pissed me off. But It's just the one thing, actually. <laughs> at the very beginning, my frustrations come from the fact that their lights, I guess their backup lights, their, their, the factory's asleep lights, I don't really know, are really inefficient. They only illuminate in, like, four-foot circles for some reason. <laughs> it's really fucking stupid and annoying. But I'd like to point out, I worked at a very large warehousing company who sold things on the internet. I won't say what it is. Uh, Amazon. Sorry. I never said that. You said that. (laughs) But they had installed motion-activated lights. And back when I really cared about that job and wanted to do a good job, and I was there very late, past my shift being over, like, it was kind of like that, like... The spot you were working was illuminated, and it just kind of, like, followed you as you went. Interesting. But, like, it wasn't that there were ten lights in a row, and they each only illuminated a four-foot circle, and there was two feet of darkness between them. Well, I guess you should know, since you were there, too. I wasn't there. I was asking. (laughs) That was a question. Well, it didn't sound like one. Can you answer my question? Objection. Leading the witness. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, sustained on behalf of myself. Continue, Kitty. I really want to know if these stupid lights were as stupid as they were in the movie. I mean, they're pretty stupid. They seem slightly inefficient, yes. Actually, they didn't really come on as reliably as they did in the movie, so. <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't that reliable in the movies so that saying Because I'd be standing there talking to somebody and it would go off and I'd walk like 30 feet one way and 30 feet another way, like waving my arms and they'd finally come on. <laughs> Yeah. It was just some guy with a light switch laughing his ass off. <laughs> flap around. So the second thing that really pissed me off in the first ten minutes is the fact that this man gets a call from his son talking about how insane his wife is acting and his son is clearly scared and he doesn't hurry home. He's just <laughs> like, oh, okay, I'll be home in an hour or two. Sorry your mom's talking to herself like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> we'll call the police or... I'm sorry, what? You're going to leave your child in a situation where he's potentially unsafe with his own mother. Cool. Got it. So those were two of my most major frustrations with this movie. I feel like there was another one, but. Um, Your frustrations. That she wasn't more freaked out. His maid secretary, whatever she was. Oh, she was freaked all the fuck out, but he like wasn't listening to her. She wasn't though. He was being real fucking dismissive. Let's all take a moment and imagine how you would respond in that exact situation. You would be hysterical. You probably wouldn't even go back to talk to him. And if you did, you'd tell him to call the police. Like or you'd she, call the police. Or you'd call the police. Like she, she should have been freaked the hell out. But she was just mildly perturbed. Yes. She was like, just, just be careful when you leave. Like, why should you be careful when he leaves? Because there's a fucking phantom in your office. I'm going to do that the next time I leave your house and I see a serial killer in the mudroom. Yeah, that'll be our I'm going to walk back in and be like, hey, just be careful if you leave. I like There's... how you say that as if it happens every time you leave the house. <laughs> Not every time, like every second or third time. Like... I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, you guys have no idea what I do for you and your family. But um... well, basement's getting pretty full. <laughs> um... <laughs> but yeah, that was a major frustration of mine because that oh. I don't like when movies don't follow logic, and that didn't follow logic. She wouldn't just be like cryptically. Be careful when you leave. She tried to tell him, though. She She tried to tell him. She was like, there was something in this room. And he was like, what? Oh, go away. Like, and like brushed her off. You would walk up and slam the phone down that he's talking on. Be like, shut the fuck up. I don't care what you're dealing with right now. There's some monster in here. Like, whatever. Unless she herself was maybe drinking or or could denounce it to like drug use or something. She was British. She was. I don't know what that means, but... (laughs) She was, so why not mention it? <laughs> um, that was the only part that really reminded me of the YouTube video, was when she was turning the lights on and off. Yeah, there's only one other scene that's kind of an homage to the short, and it's when they're taping the light switches on. Mm. Ah, yes! That was pretty much it. And they didn't <laughs> even do the... Like, the main reason that's creepy is because you then hear her peeling the tape off of the light switch mm. oh yeah that is what that was I, that's the only reason that I, is really that scary and they didn't even do it in the movie i also well, one of my first notes is um actually my first note is ooh scary and by that i meant the monster is scary she is creepy yeah i mean that not job. dysfunctionally or um, facetiously i meant um yeah it is quite scary and then i also wrote it's not fair that the monster can turn lights off yeah, I don't... That's not fair. The power isn't really defined. Like, is she going in through the wall and, like, messing with the electrical lines? Or... She, like, has to open doors. I don't know. Yeah, I don't... Her... I, I mean, I've said this before, and you guys know, like, I have a hard time whenever you don't have your monster's abilities defined well, because it makes you... It gives you an easy out to just do whatever the fuck you want. Like It does, because it's... traditionally, in a regular house, like in my house anyway... If I turn on a light, the light switch that I use to turn it on is now bathed in light. Yes. Almost all of them work that way. I can't think of one in my house that doesn't work that way. Yeah. So, um... So can she, like, face through the wall and temporarily disrupt electrical flow? Or, like, what's going on there? No, she flat out, like, stuck her hand in and turned it off, didn't she? Or Uh, no, I guess the electricity started, like, flickering. Is she... uh, Like, I guess maybe the assumption there... Is that she's messing with the the breaker box, but we don't really have any. It would just shut off then. It wouldn't be a slow like dimming. I don't know. But yeah, I it I don't like it. <laughs> I, I hate stuff like that. It's super cheap. Yes. And then she like still skirted around the room in the shadows, and then like sucked him into the shadows for some reason. Yeah. Because there were still shadows even in the dark room. Still shadows. It's a good name for a band. Still shadows. So I also have written. Uh, it's been eight months since Paul died. No, that the main Rebecca and her boyfriend have been dating for eight months, and she's still like not yeah, committed to anything. They didn't really have a a throughway with that, did they? Like, did she just have a hard time with commitment just because? Or? Because her dad, as far as she knew, walked the fuck out on her. She doesn't trust. Whatever. Okay. I guess so I'm why don't you drag that into every relationship you have in the future? I guess I'm just, yeah, I'm just dumb. I didn't get that, that thread, the follow through there. It was either, either just wasn't paying enough attention or I, I don't know. I wasn't empathizing with the character enough, which is kind of hard to do because she's sort of bland. 
She is kind of bland. A little bit. Like, maybe it's just because she's guarded. She comes off as being vapid, but... Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> did they ever, at any point in this movie, mention or try to explain why Paul Paul's body was mangled? Like, he looked like he got attacked by a mountain lion in the middle of he, his warehouse? He looked like he got itted. Yeah, like his eyes... From It Follows... So like, what did they bother? What they just chalk it up to a serial killer or like what? Because nobody's talking about it. No. Is it just one of those times where writers are like, oh, this would be really cool if she didn't just murder him. She like tore up his flesh and ripped out his eyeballs. And they're like, well, how are they going to explain that in the movie? They're like, they won't. Like. And then they just talk about <laughs> it like he passed. He yeah. died. Like he died. He died of a heart attack that exploded <laughs> his body. <laughs> So that was one of my tore him limb from limb. Yeah, my main frustrations in the beginning of the movie. I guess if I can be honest, I hope that's how I die, (laughs) and I hope it's in a crowded building or something. (laughs) Like, oh, I have a heart attack, and like I just explode like all over the place. Silence your phone. I'm not doing anything. (laughs) This movie actually, in my opinion, does the opposite of what all the other annoying horror movies do. Everybody's very honest with each other. In this movie, like from kind of the get go, Martin is just very forward and like, mom has a friend coming over. Her name's Diana. And the sister is like, you know, I used to see Diana all the time too. And it's just a very. Yeah, the sister is the one that's. What should we call it? It's not like husband's blaming at this point. What is. <clears throat> what people do to their wives or their significant others and they're like i heard something it's not gaslighting because gaslighting is when you do something and then make them think that they're crazy it's not gaslighting it's like i don't know brushing them their fears off or not taking them seriously i don't know but regarding the sister's the one that's like it's fine i went through these same traumatic things when i was a kid but it was all just in my head (laughs) yeah well i mean i'm sure she had to spend a lot of time convincing herself of that so that she didn't feel crazy and whenever your mom's absolutely insane like I think that you have to try and explain away all the shit that's happening so that you don't feel that you yourself have gone insane. That's true. And that's a good point. And that's something that this movie tries to do and I don't feel does great justice is I think that... What's her name? Which one? The younger daughter, sister. Becca. Becca. I think that... Becca. I think that they try to have this kind of this element there of Becca believing that she might be insane or might have mental illness that runs in their family, whether it's schizophrenia or bipolar or anything, you know, there's this idea that she might have something like that or have some kind of predisposition to it. And that's kind of haunting her always, but they don't really do a ton with it. Like there's one point where he says something like, you're not crazy or I don't think you're crazy. And she's like, thank you. And like, kind of like visibly like breaks down and hugs him. But like, there's not that's not really earned and like they just kind of they act like it's important but they don't really give it a whole lot of effort um i don't know i just i felt like they kind of threw it in there and it's it's an interesting idea and i like it and it adds for some cool character development but they didn't really give it a whole lot of effort all these things are true i appreciate that i need that validation (laughs) so she walks into her mom's house and immediately recognizes that her mom is off her meds again. And God, she plays crazy so well. Yeah. Like so freaking well. She does. That the scene where like 
so before Martin gets CYS involved, where he comes downstairs and she's talking into the darkness and she's talking to Diana and Martin comes downstairs and like is like trying to see who she's talking to and like looking around the corner and she's just like yeah we were just talking and like acting like it's a completely normal thing that she was talking to this yeah. ghost in their house which i mean she she didn't believe that Diana was a ghost <laughs> how can you not I, I did not like the mother in this whatsoever I mean she's been suffering from mental illness since she was a child ill-defined mental illness by the way we don't know what it yes. is they just say they kind of wanted it to be ill-defined so they could make it be whatever they wanted which is another kind of lazy writing trope they put, IDMD she's ill-defined mental right? disease <laughs> they put um, her in Mulberry Hill because of depression but then, like, her relationship with Diana, I think, manifested in symptoms that were similar to schizophrenia. And that's probably how they were trying to medicate her after she came out. I guess, yeah. She went into a mental hospital and came out worse than she was before she went in. Not Imagine an, that! A, not an uncommon occurrence. Especially 20 years ago. <sighs> they sent her there for depression? Yeah. That's what it sounded like. It seems a little extreme. Well, I mean, it might have been depression to the point of being suicidal. I mean, I'm I'm speculating, but that's mm. what You shouldn't send a depressed person to a depressing place. But, I mean, if, if, if somebody's suicidal, that they have to be put somewhere where they're protected from themselves, unfortunately. Like, prison would work for that. <laughs> yes, because that's way less depressing than a mental hospital. Uh, I mean, it's more exciting perhaps. I don't know, but... <laughs> um, but I did love those scenes when everything seems like it's going fine and the mom seems like she's kind of getting some grounding and uh, she's grounding herself in reality again and then all of a sudden she'll say, we'll have a movie night, just the three of us. And you're like, oh god. They lived in like a middle class house, right? Uh, I'd say upper middle class. Yeah, it was. A really it it nice wasn't place. like a giant manor or something, though. No, it wasn't. I thought it was three stories, though. It was at least <laughs> two, and it probably it looked like it had like the bi level thing going on. Four bedrooms. Okay. So, like my hallway is ten feet long, perhaps. <laughs> okay. And she, and she goes, you know, oh, you know, the only people wandering the halls this time of night are adults. And I'm like wondering the halls of what? Like it's not like Bruce Wayne's mansion where the hallways no. might be a hundred feet long, you know, and people can actually haunt the hallways. Like right. if you try to haunt my hallway, you'll bump into a door before you go too far. <laughs> you barely have time to moan. Yeah, <laughs> their hallways were definitely longer than your hallway, though. I think. <laughs> maybe but i i honestly think that's just an expression like roaming the halls is just i think that's just an expression but again fucking creepy like what adults behind you like who else is here yeah it's so creepy and then she says it so nonchalantly it's just <laughs> um yeah but i don't know about you guys but that was very shortly after that uh was I think one of the scariest scenes in the movie where the sisters all sleeping in bed bathed in her fucking red light, which Ugh. I don't know if there's ever been any studies done on that, but I feel like occasionally getting enveloped in red light, like um, 
randomly, not randomly, but on a timer multiple times throughout the night while you're sleeping probably isn't good for you and probably will induce at the very least nightmares, but like would probably really fuck up your sleep schedule or your sleep cycle. I don't know about it like coming on and off like that, but they actually recommend red lights for infants instead of blue or white because they're harsher. Okay, but I mean... I don't know. I guess I just don't know what I'm talking about. But I think I would have a problem if occasionally neon bright red lights enveloped my entire room. For yeah, she needs some fucking blackout four or five seconds. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. holy fuck. That scene. And she plays, like, whatever I have to say about her as an actress, like, that scene she plays really well. Like, her slowly, like, slinking out of bed and trying to be so quiet, and it just stops and, like, cricks its neck a little bit, and you're like, oh, fuck. Like... Oh my god. I'm a little bit confused because didn't she offer the bed to Martin and didn't he accept that offer? I don't think he did accept that. No, there was like a back and forth where she said about the couch and he was like, no, it's fine or something. He was like, he was looking at the posters and she was like, or you can sleep on the couch if you want. And he was like, no, this will be great. And then she ended up sleeping in the bed for some reason. I don't know. Oh, he was sleeping in the bathtub. Well, yeah, but he was supposed to be sleeping in the bed where she was sleeping. So, I don't know. It was a whole weird thing. Well, she's not a great sister either, so... (laughs) Yeah, maybe she said that and then kicked him out. She's a half-sister. She only has to be half-great. I mean, I had some full sisters that were no great. I'm sorry. That wasn't true. It kind of... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway... So, yeah, that's a fucking terrifying scene. Like, oh my god. Just anything else in this movie, that creature and the way that they have it, its mannerisms, the way it moves, like that lanky, like weird kind of like crooked way it stands up and like it's impossibly tall and like, oh, oh. Yeah, not okay. Mm -hmm. She tries to pretend that things aren't actually happening until the next day whenever the CYS worker comes and... (laughs) takes him away, grills her, and then takes him away. Again, the only rational person in the movie. You can't just take a kid. Yeah. (laughs) But also, they really need to be looking into his mom a little bit harder, just saying. Uh, I I hate Child Protective Services in all these movies. Yeah, seriously. They never work the way that they do in real life. They either are... are, Right, you can't just take a kid, but like... You also, she's also not doing her job. So. No. Yeah. Like, in these movies, they're either doing way too much or way not enough. There's, like, no in-between there. <laughs> yeah. It's CYS and most therapists in these movies are apparently really, really bad at judging whether or not someone is fit to leave their care or have new responsibilities thrust upon them. Yeah. Like, leaving yeah. Uh, an institution. Which, I mean, I guess to be fair, in Oculus, he was actually recovered. They did their best to, like, patch him up and make him forget about all the shit he went through. So maybe that was the exception. Except responsibility for it, at the very least. But yeah. Responsibility for something he didn't do. I, I, I still don't understand that, because if you were a minor and you straight up murdered somebody, you'd be out in almost no time. Well, that's the thing. That's the And difference. he killed his father in self-defense, and they locked him away for, like, 15 years. Again, there's a lot there that they didn't talk about. Maybe he tried to kill himself. Maybe he tried to hurt someone else. Maybe he just was constantly talking about 
this crazy thing. mirror that yeah, the you're trying to twist thing. facts to suit theories Victor I'm sorry what am I trying to do I, you're trying to twist facts to suit theories I am making up my own facts no I'm the not one even... fact is, is that he did talk about how crazy that mirror was and that was probably enough to put him away but that was a movie that we already talked about so like there are homeless people eating on. their socks like on the streets and they don't get locked away like we're gonna move along are they steamed uh, though, or are they just like deep fried? I imagine they're pretty raw. <laughs> All right. Um, so the next note that I have, I was still talking about that before we got off on the tangent about the CYS worker. All right, sorry, CYS worker. So she sees the the Diana thing written on the floor, and after the CYS worker leaves with her brother, they have that really cool transition from the present to the past. And that was probably one of my favorite parts in the movie. It is well done. It was all right. They do, like, it all goes black and then it's spinny and then Diana steals her drawing and scratches out her dad. And there's bum 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 foreshadowing. And it was at this point that I was like, I can't tell if this movie's predictable because I've seen it before or if it's predictable because it's predictable and because I watched it before. Or be- Nope, I just said that part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, it all depends on how far away you live from your house. Yes. <laughs> also, get it? Foreshadowing. <laughs> it's funny because that's like part of the movie. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> that was creepy and fun and I liked it. And she's like all chilling in the closet and stuff. And that's what made me think, if her and Mama got into a fight, I wonder who would win. I'm Mama. pretty sure it's Mama. Yeah, Mama seems like Mama. she's got way more shit going on and can really. Mama doesn't out. care what time of day it is. <laughs> but also, maybe the two of them wouldn't be lonely anymore, and they wouldn't be murdering people if they had each other. Uh, or they would form some kind of horrible murdering duo. Could you imagine the two of them to get? Oh, oh, god. No. Nope. No. <laughs> That's a no from me. So yeah, this is the point where. Oh well, what was your next note? that you have um uh, my next note was about her doing her research scene which i i guess i just have to accept that it's going to be in every movie because it's just the way they find out about these creatures but like these research scenes are like uh, constant and almost exactly the same the only difference in this movie is that she had the files in her parents house, her mom's house instead of having to go to the library and have either a mystical library assistant or librarian <laughs> help her or find them on her own with some like old microfiche or something yeah. Paul already went through all of that for her so that she didn't have to apparently also okay he had that file with him at the factory and then it ended up back at the house and, like, the mom didn't go through it and be like, oh my god, why does he have the- all this research on me and Diana? <laughs> the writers don't want you to ask these questions, alright? Well, I'm going to. I need some fucking answers. <laughs> you can. The only answer I have, I sent to you guys on Discord, so. Okay. I actually really like the scene where she's in her old room. I guess it's now, I guess it's now Martin's room. And she pulls the old drawing out from the dresser, and then Diana fucking attacks her and, like, pulls her up by the hair or something. I don't know. By her yeah. necklace. Which, by her necklace. What is okay. that chain made of? Mithril? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it was a very, very thin chain. Also, I'm pretty sure if you're pulled up, which she's maybe, what, 130 pounds, and she's pulled Excuse up- me, 128 
She's 128.2 pounds, <laughs> and she's pulled up by a thread that's thinner than a pencil, and that didn't cut into her throat? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yup. I don't know. Maybe it was her hair, but I'm pretty sure like you, there's a, a part where you very distinctly see her the necklace, necklace like get taut yeah. against her throat, and that's what picks her up. But what I do appreciate about that scene is they zoom out in like a weird angle, and you see Diana creepily up in the corner like all gangly and like <laughs> leaning over and like that's a wangle yeah she's, a weird angle a wangle <laughs> she's dongling down from the corner there <laughs> dongling down from the wangle <laughs> so yeah, um, awesome scene but i mean come on that picture would be faded as fuck it's at least 10 years old but it looks perfectly fine yeah uh it's more than 10 years old i would think uh also i don't know maybe a mental note about that too like the the younger becca is 12 sure 13 maybe i don't know maybe i'm just misjudging her age but she's still drawing stick figures like she's six. Oh, let's not get on her case about <laughs> art i still draw stick figures and sometimes I do too. they look pretty good <laughs> but I don't know. I just remember at my age, if I really wanted to draw something, I wasn't drawing stick figures. I don't know. They weren't like masterpieces or anything. How fucking elitist of you. Not all of us have artistic talent. I'm not that good at drawing. Whatever. But my point is, is that she was still drawing stick figures and it was ridiculous. If you draw stick figures, you'd be proud of those stick figures. You you do you. One of my notes here is I would have dumped her by now. (laughs) (laughs) She's a terrible girlfriend. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and he seems like over, like he seems so genuinely into her and so like excited about being a part of her life that I really thought he was going to be writing a story on her or something. Yeah, like I thought there was going to be some twist where he was a reporter because he seems like he's too willing to put up with all of her just shit that she gives no explanation for. Which it's fine if you have shit you need to go through and you need a support system, but like. Talk to that person and explain to them why you need that support system. Otherwise, you seem like a fucking asshole. You do. Also, I don't know. At the beginning of the movie, it kind of seemed like they just got their wires crossed and, like, she didn't understand how serious he wanted their relationship to be. But then, like, he made it apparent and then she continued to, like, go about things as if they hadn't had that conversation. Yeah. That was where I got annoyed. Because, like, it's one thing if, like, just you're signals are crossed and like one person thinks that you're exclusive and that kind of a thing but i feel like that's a conversation that they should have had in earnest before the eight month mark and i feel like that kind of falls on both of them Mm. perhaps (laughs) perhaps so the next scene that i have is about her research and what she finds and what she finds is that this little girl who is like what's her name mara the girl from the ring samara mm-hmm. so she's samara. on samara's level of vague backstory of weird powers and she might be from the fucking adams family i don't know what the fuck she is but she's got like <laughs> some kind of weird telekinesis powers where she can telekinesis no mm-hmm. telepathy not telekinesis she's got some kind of weird telepathy where she can like alter people's minds apparently and make them think things that aren't real and make them like care about her when they don't and she also is so sensitive to light that she literally burns up into ash when they shoot bright lights at her which if that were the case 
There is no way in hell that that hospital would have let that record get out. And there's no way that, like, the government wouldn't have stepped in and been like, what the fuck just happened? Like, <laughs> did, you, did you people literally incinerate this little girl with a bunch of bright lights? No, they weren't bright enough to do that. Then what the fuck just happened? And they would step in and it would get all, like, G-Men, where they'd steal that shit. So, like, I get, again, that, like, the movie has to happen, so they need this stuff to be there, but, like... This is the one time where I guess the hospital was like, yeah, well, we fucked up. So this is this is a record of what we did and how we killed her. And, like, you can have that. That's <laughs> fine. Like, let's keep detailed notes, guys. <laughs> like, there are legitimate medical conditions where people are so sensitive to the sun that it, like, burns them if they're in it for, like, two seconds. But it is not to the extreme that Diana's was. And their skin and, does not smoke. And they don't spontaneously combust when they have bright lights shined upon them. It's called being albino. Well, there's there's another particular, like, they refer to it as vampirism, but it, there's a, a specific skin condition where you're not necessarily albino, but you are very, very sensitive to sunlight. Dire albinoism. Yes. What's sure. that? <laughs> it's like albinoism, but dire. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like oh, all albinoism is dire, but... And I'd like to find who named it vampirism and just, like, break their nose. Like, <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Lycanthropy just sounds so much cooler. If you contracted, like, a deadly, like, bacteria that eats your flesh, some people do, and they called that zombieism. <laughs> that wouldn't be any good, would it? <laughs> yeah. Vampirism. Oh, yeah. I actually love the fact that she is both haunted and crazy. The mom. Like, <laughs> I like the fact that she isn't just haunted and also isn't crazy. She's both. <laughs> I think that's great. There, If this movie was just a shot just a little bit differently, there could be some question as to whether or not the mom was all imagining this. And maybe her son was seeing her mom with an alternate personality or something like that. But it's not, obviously not. Like, they want us to know that this is very much a horror movie. But I just think that it's fun that she's both. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. I'm currently trying to look for the name. Xeroderma pigmentosum is a rare disease that causes extreme sensitivity to sunlight. Does it have another name? That's... So they don't call it vampirism. I mean, some people refer to it as that, but no. Well, those people can line up for a smack in the face, I think. So. A bop across the bonds? Yep, a good bop across the bonds. Because okay. I just looked up clinical vampirism, which is called Renfield Syndrome, which is also stupid. And it's an obsession with drinking blood, which I have seen certain people have that. But I think it's just because they're weird, not because they're afflicted. They, I mean, I feel like it's actually a an offset of pica. Where, like, you feel the need to eat weird things. Like, I have a friend that has that. He, like, chews on, like, pen caps and weird stuff like you wouldn't normally chew on. Sometimes I wonder if our child has that because he will, like, literally try to eat pieces of the coffee table. But then I think he's just teething. Then you remember he's just recently gotten teeth in his face. He doesn't <laughs> understand how they work yet. <laughs> All of these conversations later. Um, the sister's really, really calm about her plan. Yeah. Excuse me. Once well, she realizes that the phantom shadow thing is real, 
she calmly tells her brother, like, this is what we're going to do. I believe you. It's real. We're going to handle what? it. She's just super calm and straightforward about it. But first, the mom is like, be my friend, Diana. I'm turning off all the lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is kind of an asshole about it. Like, she doesn't warn him. She just turns the light off and is like, here's my absolutely terrifying best friend that only <laughs> I have been talking to for the last 30 years. <sighs> I, yeah, I like could not stand her. They missed an awesome opportunity there where, like, they could have been sitting down to watch this movie and the mom could have just casually reached over and turned off the side lamp. And then, like, at one point you could have seen her, like, her creepy, long-shadowed talon hand come in and grab a handful of popcorn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> in the shadows. But, you know, I guess that's a movie, or a scene for a different movie. Perhaps. Um, but yeah, then Diana attacks them in in the sister's house after Martin runs away and shows up at her house. Yes. She tries to pull him under the bed. Yeah. For convenience sake, all of the closets in this movie have light switches on the outside of them. Yes. First of all, none of the closets in this house have lights in them. Not a single goddamn one of them. And most of the closets where I have had a light in them have one of like the pull switches like the string that you pull, they don't have an actual light switch for them. Typically. Typically, yes. Typically, yes. So they go back, they have the awkward dinner with the mom. Yes. And they start arguing about who's crazier because she's been talking to, to Diana and she doesn't believe that she's a ghost. And the mom thinks that the daughter's crazy for thinking that Diana is a ghost because ghosts aren't real. <laughs> and, and that... Sorry, go ahead. I just—it's honestly <laughs> like probably one of my favorite movie arguments that has ever happened because it's so ridiculous. But that's the weird thing about arguing with people who have a mental illness is that they can literally warp reality to suit their needs. Yeah. So they can say, literally in their mind, and they're not being facetious. They can say, "I'm not crazy. You're crazy for thinking I'm crazy." Yeah. And in their mind, they believe that. And it's horrifying when you talk to those people and you realize that there is no way you're going to get through. So that was actually kind of cool when I saw that. Because I was like, yeah, like that's what it would be like to talk to somebody who had a legitimate mental illness and was also being haunted. And you try to explain to them that they're being haunted. They're going to be like, no, they're my friend. I like You're the one that's weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're the I've one with the problem. had legitimate conversations with clients of mine back when I used to work in mental health where... I would be talking to them and be like, oh, this client's having a really good day. And then, like, something would flip in mm -hmm. them. And then all of a sudden I'm like, dear God, you need to be medicated. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> it would just, it would start as a subtle switch and then it would just get really intense. So they are going to hold up in the mom's house. And I, why? Why? If that was your plan, if that's what you're going to do... Why would you rely on one emergency light that you have to power up, which apparently isn't very reliable, as the kid says at one point, it's not going to last very long. Like, fuck you, kid. I've seen those infomercials. Those things are supposed to last 10 years. The crank lights? Yeah. Yeah. So either I've been lied to by the people in the infomercial who talk fast and make fun noises, or you don't know what you're talking about. And like, I think at this point, <laughs> they lit one of like seven candles that they had. They didn't even light all of them. <laughs> Don't sleep with candles lit. That's super dangerous. And they split up, which like annoyed the shit out of me too. Like it's much easier to turn off, you know, 
one light in one room and get to one person than it is like if you have multiple people in one room with multiple different light sources. That yeah. bugged me. So I think at this point, um, the daughter or the sister, whatever, mentions something about her father having left. Yeah. Says it to her mom. And the kid's yeah. like, well, the son's like, just like the way you left. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was like, ah, you done been told. It's kind of a different thing, though. I don't know. Uh, the the kid wasn't her responsibility. No, I guess not. But, I mean... Yeah, but maybe he doesn't see it that way. Yeah, no. but, I mean, it's true. But Also, what 10 to 13-year-old kid is gonna know and be fucking wise enough to say the line, sometimes the bravest thing you can do is face your fears? Okay. <laughs> Did you read that on a fortune cookie once? <laughs> you who are hormonal mess riddled with fear. Yeah. <laughs> I had a problem with the fact that they devised this plan. They're going into the fucking heart of the beast and they're gonna not bring any supplies besides I guess the one crank light is all they brought because the little kid had the flashlight. And he hid it in a box. Yeah. <laughs> so a crank light. That sounds like fun. <laughs> Another one of my frustrations came from the fact that the kids searched for her medication, which they found the empty pill bottles in the trash can, and assumed that they were flushed, I think. Okay. But then the mom had a full bottle of pills, so I don't know if the one that she found in the trash was just supposed to be a red herring, or (laughs) if... I, I hope know. when I'm old, I can confuse my children. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know how even, but just like have them find stuff in my house and be like, what? I meant a red herring on the behalf of the directors, not on the behalf of the mother. Oh. <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> like like in a- one of my snack cabinets, I'll just have like a bunch of drag accessories and makeup. <laughs> And that'll distract them from my <laughs> dementia, maybe. Why is there a treasure map taped under the dining room table? <laughs> um, or maybe she just finished them. Like It's possible she just finished them and didn't get them refilled. I'm assuming that the, the pills at her uh, bedside, I'm guessing there were sleeping pills. I think we got a chance to look at them. I didn't pause it to look, but... I... No, she she said it's time for me to make things right or something along yeah. those lines, and she was going to take one to, like, make her brain right, quote-unquote, because that was the only way to get rid of Diana. Oh, I thought she was going to take the whole bottle and kill herself. I thought that was originally when she got the idea. Because uh... she said, there's no you without me. That's the first time she says it. And then Diana's like, no, not if I smack you across the face. Hard enough to send you across the room, but apparently it doesn't do any lasting damage. Yeah, and hit your head off of the dresser. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I think if I were thrown across the room from a blow that specifically hit me in the head, I'm pretty sure most of that part of my head would be jelly after that. (laughs) I don't know. We'll ask our child. (laughs) 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 He fell and cracked his face on the coffee table yesterday and has the worst black eye now. Slightly different. (laughs) I'm calling CPS. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, but seriously, kids do hurt themselves all the all time. the time. They do all, all the time. Last the time. week he fell out of his crib. This week he fell and cracked his face <laughs> on the coffee table. Like, 
when I was a kid, I got hurt on my own, by my own volition, all the time. Yeah, he's got <laughs> his dad's fearlessness and my gracelessness. So <laughs> it's not a great mix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Maybe he'll make a great explorer one day. Maybe. Just let's hope he gets his balance together before he does that. Uh, but My next note is, I'm not sure where this comes in. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's totally fine. I have dumbass cops. Oh, uh, okay. Um, well, I the, the had... lights go out. What I don't... Un- okay, I guess maybe the light in the bedroom goes out and that's what wakes up Becca. All the lights in the house go out. All the lights on <laughs> the block go out. Yes. Like... Like, this bitch cut the fucking electricity line above the house. Yeah. She's got, like, some serious power, apparently. I guess they went to the base. They ended up in the basement first. And then he leaves. Because he sees Diana. Other way around. Well, he gets bashed up a bunch by Diana. While they're in the basement, though. He was trying to get them out of the basement, I think. She goes downstairs and he's outside. Uh... She right. starts examining the house. for So she gets up and is like, okay, we're in this situation. They have this plan, this really terribly fucking executed plan, because they don't have any more lights. They have fucking candles going while they're sleeping, which is super fucking dangerous. And they have Less one... dangerous than Diana, though. Slightly. Just slightly. <laughs> well, perhaps. There's only a chance that it'll kill you. Versus Diana, I guess it's more direct and guaranteed. But anyway, so they have a terrible fucking plan. She wakes up. In a situation, in that situation where she knows that there's this terrible creature that uses shadows to murder people and goes, huh, all the lights are out. I guess I'd better leave my vulnerable little brother here on his own, asleep, with nothing but a candle to protect himself, and I'll go downstairs. Like, Put a loaded gun in his bed and a bottle of tranquilizers and... (laughs) Like, what the hell? (laughs) You fucking bitch. Yes, she's very qualified to take over his guardianship. Yeah. Um... (laughs) And then goes downstairs, and then she gets scared because her protection isn't there. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's qualified to be an actress in adult films, perhaps. Uh, so... <laughs> yeah. I have to say, her character in Warm Bodies was not as dense as this, so... Oh, I have not seen it, so I'll have to check it out at some point. You never saw Warm Bodies? Mm-mm. That's one of my all-time favorite zombie movies. Okay. Well, I'll have to check it out, then. I am certain we watched that together. Mm, we didn't. So she goes into the basement to check the breaker box. Which is pretty brave. I'll yes. admit. That's that's brave. And then the brother ends up down there because he's freaked out and wakes up by himself. Now he's down there because she fucking chases him down there. Uh, she grabs his foot and starts pulling him down. Yeah, she starts pulling him down the hallway and he's shrieking and holds the candle in her face, which inconveniences her slightly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just enough that she can't actually grab a hold of him, I guess. But it's like a soft glow. And like then he starts going out to find her. But yeah, he, she almost murders him. Like, And then she traps them in the basement. And they light a fire. And they start... They start burning what looks like the file. Yeah. That shouldn't have been in the basement. <laughs> I don't understand why it's down there. I imagine Diana at this point is like... Well, shit, I guess I don't have to worry about any kind of evidence. Like, <laughs> oh, no, not those files to keep me away. Darn, like, can't get you now. Like, so they're burning all types of shit. Either Diana's file or maybe their birth certificates. I don't know. Social security cards. Passports. <laughs> um, Tax returns. Martin opens up a box of Halloween shit and they pull out 
a black light. A battery powered black light. A battery powered yeah. black light that is brighter than the sun. It's essentially it looks a lightsaber. Like a lightsaber. <laughs> I, was... <laughs> I thought it was a lightsaber whenever they first pulled it out. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> this is the only thing we had to protect us. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that it was a, a costume prop lightsaber. Oh, that would have made this movie so much better. <laughs> we should replace it. We should pay somebody to to Photoshop a lightsaber in there instead oh, of the black light. But it is hard to the brightest freaking black light that I've ever seen that's battery powered and is still battery powered after who knows how many years of being stuck in a box in the basement. She takes the black light and starts wandering around with it. And somehow starts magically illuminating writing on the walls that Diana wrote on the walls with something that could only be seen with a black light. Ghost urine, I'm guessing. Oh. <laughs> <Both> <laughs> <semen>. Ectoplasm. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Semenplasm. <laughs> um, <sighs> How convenient that is, and that's what I have written, is black light writing only showing up because of black light is convenient. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! How cool would it be though? Like, if you were suffering some tragedy in your house, and you just happen to find all the things you need to fight it off, like things you never knew were there. <laughs> it's very Tucker and Dale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I imagine they have multiple tubs downstairs, all with faded pencil labels on old painter's tape and one says like in case of haunting in case of zombies <laughs> they just happened to grab the one they needed that's i i like rick and morty and I, rick shelf he has boxes like one says time travel stuff you know like <laughs> oh my god yeah then they find out that the black light doesn't work on diana like regular lights do yeah they find out that it makes her corporeal for some reason corporeal and it burns her it doesn't. It doesn't. The crank light was what burned her. No, she... no, 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 no. It, the the black light is burning her ghost flesh. It makes her corporeal, and then normal lights burn her for some reason. Has to use them both together, apparently. Because she said the the black light doesn't scare her away, and for some reason it shows where she is. They can see her then in the light instead of having to wait until she's in the darkness where she's powerful. Because she has a black light as she's walking up to those mannequins, and the mannequins turn around and screams at her in her face. Whole. Well, that was that wasn't the mannequin. That was. Well, yeah, the mannequin doesn't. Mama. Yes. yes. <laughs> Diana. Mama Anna. <clears throat> da mama turns around and is all like, "Wow!" And then she falls and is all like, "Oh God!" And like she's running away. And that's when Martin comes in with the crank light and yeah. burns her. And then. <laughs> I really want a crank light because it sounds like a lot of fun. And then Diana scampers away and lets a bunch of soot down the fireplace so that she can yeah i don't know what that was i don't know where she found a handful of dirt or soot and brought it inside and then dropped it down the flue from upstairs i guess (laughs) i don't know and at this point what's his face returns with the cops you have to get smacked around for a bit so that's where your next note comes in max is dumbass cops is that what you said your note was son of a pup you guys are right (laughs) <laughs> she uh revealed her with the uv light but then martin not so creepy kid shined a real light on her and it was like ah! yeah yes. 
So it like holds her in place in this reality long enough to burn her with light again. Whatever. I, guess. I don't even care. That's stupid. I don't even care. I, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. That's not how lights work. Like, why does a black light do that? It's not wh- how any of this works. And why does it's how it certain matter? lasers work, which are just lights? What does it matter? Oh, like, this movie, like, uh, the monster doesn't make sense. The monster's lore doesn't make sense, and whatever. But also, like, why would you walk like thirty some feet? away from the fire that you know is burning this thing, the only thing that can keep you safe, with a black light you just found in a tub that's been sitting in your parents' basement, your mom's basement, for however fucking long it's been there, with how <laughs> many <old> batteries. Like, <laughs> how do you know how long it's going to last? A, you don't know that it's going to work, which I guess she had no reason to assume it wasn't going to work, but, like, it's probably powered by, like, 37 AAA batteries, and she's, like, walking down the halls with it, thinking that it's going to last forever. Like, you don't know that. It could just burn out at any moment. I'm going to tell you something. All right. I ruined a $400 GPS because I left two AA batteries. Oh, yep. and the acid less than a year. Yeah. Yep. That happened to our Wii Fitboard multiple times because I kept leaving batteries on it and then not using it. White vinegar. Okay, uh, so... That's all I had to say. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my brain did that thing where it made up a memory of something that happened in the movie and it was probably because we talked about it. Headcanon, I think is what they call that. Yeah. And, but like, I legitimately, yeah, like I legitimately thought that it was in the movie. And then it wasn't. I thought that she found her dad's body in the basement. Yeah, I thought I remember that too. Like, I thought I remember the black light illuminating the blood handprint and then her finding his corpse hidden in the basement somewhere, like all torn apart. And that's how she found it. Hang on, I can verify. But she doesn't find the body. That's the thing. I just. She like, just finds a handprint, and then she finds, I guess, I guess she murdered her dad. Diana murdered Diana her dad. Murdered, and I then she that. just started writing with his blood on the walls. I guess that's the only explanation as to why it was illuminated with black light and nothing else. But it would have shown oh, up. Wait, is this even the house that he lived in? Like, I think so. That's a good question. Well, because Because if you were a stepdad, why would you move into, like... Um, it depends on how much it's paid off. I mean... Did you just choose me? No, I was psting the cat because he was playing oh. the cord. I, I, I wonder what this is about me that I thought you were mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a shush, it was a pst. The, the one thing that led me to believe that he had lived in that house was... Well, okay, there, there are actually two things. The second one is definitive. The first one was me making shit up. But Diana says to... Becca at one point, like, if you keep, basically, if you keep your shit up, I'm going to show you where I hid your dad. I'm going to bury your body in the same place that I buried your dad's body. Which she's going to murder where, her. Where anyway. did you get that? There was a, a part in the movie where Diana said, I can't remember her exact words, but me paraphrasing it is, if you keep acting this way, I'm going to show you where I buried your dad. She flat out says that. Like, it's like... Oh, her, like, I missed that somehow. Ghostly whisper thing. She says, leave your mother alone. She's like, leave your mother alone or leave us alone or something like that. Or I'll show you where I buried your father. Yeah, go away or I'll show you where I buried yeah. your dad or something. It's at the very end um, when she's like, I think when she's shining the black light around, maybe? Maybe. I don't remember. It's towards the end, though. But the second thing that is more definitive is the fact that she was in her old bedroom from when she was a kid and like her dad was still living at the point when she drew that drawing was he yes okay oh yeah because she wrote dad i guess yeah um and that's when diana like scratched him out and put herself there and Mm. i'm assuming that he 
went away shortly after that. Yeah. But yeah, I swear I remember that too, which is weird. Yeah. Um, I would have bought that more than I would have bought the weird writing that uh, ghost writing that only shows up in blacklight for yeah. reason. Oh, ghost writer. That was such a good show. <laughs> Cause it was about reading <laughs> and writing <laughs> by ghosts, by ghosts. So and they... it was also a pun. I'm done now. <laughs> so they, uh, what's his face shows up with the cops. Mm-hmm. Dumbass cops. And Basically, excuse me, sir. We'll handle this. Yeah, and she like tries to give them the black light, and they ignore her. And then the scene where Diana brings the female cop out, and she's missing her eyeballs, reminded me of the scene from Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, Uh, with the old lady. Yeah, who was in Clue? Actually, she was uh, Mrs. Peacock in Clue. What's the name of that guy (laughs) in that movie? The the actor. Mm Hmm. He's like the Sean Bean of horror movies. It's not Justin Long, is it? Because he just gets killed all the time. Um. His character name was Darius. Seriously? I think so. I don't remember that. Well, who are you that's talking a dumb about name. in Jeepers Creepers? Just kidding. Because I love Darius Rucker. So that's a cool name, actually. Justin Long. Derry. Not Darius. Derry. Oh, it would have been cool if it was Darius. <laughs> Is that who you're talking about? Justin uh, I don't know. The guy that's in Tusk. Yeah. He dies in all his, more than that, those, those two horror movies? Or is that um, the sum of your well, reference now, for that? Now that you say that out loud, I don't know. <laughs> okay. In I'm not two, sure what other... In two out of the two horror movies that he was in, he died. <laughs> I mean, that's 100% of the horror movies he was in, so I your statement well, is accurate. I won't tell you whether or not he dies in Tusk. <laughs> I think you already... Okay. So anyway. (laughs) But if you guys don't pick Tusk, we're never going to do it. Because I can't... I'm not going to make you watch it. I won't. I won't do that to you. (laughs) So... Yeah, it reminded me of that scene from Jeepers Creepers with the old lady. And then Diana attacks them a whole bunch more. And then What's-His-Face gets Martin out of the house. Sister goes back for the mom. And then the mom kills herself. And my thought on that was she could have done that a long time ago and saved a lot of people's lives. She could have. I'm just saying. Also, she could have also stayed on her medication and saved a lot of people's lives. Also that. She could have also not believed a creepy ghost was a real freaking person. <laughs> I mean, she was real enough to fuck shit up. How psychotic do you have to be to not know that? Like, we're talking like normal baits. No- Norman. Normal? Normal Bates. Norman Bates. Bates. (laughs) Norman Bates' normal brother. (laughs) Ironically, he was even worse than Norman. It would have been cool to have a movie like that. Like, Normal Bates shows up and is like, Norman, will you please let me bury our mom? Like, (laughs) this is getting out of hand. Uh... <laughs> Nobody in this entire movie looks behind them ever. ever. Yeah. No. Like even though she knows that this creepy creature can appear wherever she wants in any shadow that she wants except for when the writers need her to come in through a doorway cuz it's creepier. But whatever. <laughs> like it she can crawl around wherever. She doesn't bother looking around her. And like it's just as a side note, I'm pretty sure getting thrown off of the 
second story banister over the second story banister oh, of the stairs and falling directly into your chest, you'd at least have the wind knocked out of you. At least the probably have probably a broken. Thought that would have killed her. <laughs> like at least the wind knocked out of you. But she's like she gets up, she's like, and then she gets up and she's fine. She's like, all right, like, let's go. Like, what the fuck are you made of? I wish I could do that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like that and be like, but then like after a minute, I'm. I'm pretty sure you'd have, like, a collapsed lung, uh, probably a broken shoulder, like... A CL, a BS. <laughs> what else? Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> uh, a torn ACL? Uh, T... Oh, man. Uh... ACL? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I thought I was the dumb one. <laughs> How many mimosas deep are you there? <laughs> uh, well, I guess we measure it by the champagne bottle. I am about two thirds in. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's basically the end of the movie. I felt like I wasn't sitting at the end of this movie going how are they going to explain this to the cops? Like I do with most other horror movies because the mom killed herself and they can just say that she also killed her husband and she also killed those cops. Like they can blame it on her because she... They could. But if I was in this situation and the cops showed up and been like, okay, there's the dead mom. There's the two dead cops. There's this and that and the other thing, and they go, what happened? And I, like, after all this, I would go, you figure it out, stupid. Like, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I guess she was a ghost, and I guess that she was attached to the mom, because when the mom kills herself, Diana just poofs into fiery smoke and just disappears. Um, so I guess that is definitive that she was a ghost and not some other kind of supernatural thing. I don't, I don't know. Did you guys get a Are werewolves ring with this? Supernatural? What? Are werewolves supernatural? Uh, I think that anything that is above natural is supernatural. Fair enough. That's a pretty broad statement, but I believe it's accurate too. Yeah. But I mean, a werewolf is absolutely corporeal. It is. But when you say supernatural, it's a blanket statement. So, I, it wasn't something of a different spectrum than, like, a ghost. Because it seems to have followed the same logic that ghosts do, where the thing that it's haunting, the thing that it's attached itself to, was removed, then that spirit is also removed. Oh, uh, one of the notes I did have here, before I thought mom should herself sooner. You broke up real bad there. We heard one of the notes you did have, and that was it. That's fine, because maybe with the rest of what I said wasn't appropriate, perhaps. But, um... I have written here the gun flashes were cool. Yeah. Yeah. When the cop was trying to shoot her, Diana, and like she was disappearing every time he pulled the trigger. Yeah, that was a cool effect. I wonder what would have happened if Becca, was it her name, Becca? Yeah. uh, Yeah. Becky. If she had run around the corner with that black light at that exact moment, would Diana have gotten like hit by bullets then? Because she was, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would have been an awesome climax for the movie if like he pulls two like fires two rounds through her and she's like disappearing and then Becca comes around the corner and is like what's going on and all of a sudden like pow pow and <laughs> Diana just falls over <laughs> 
Um, so I guess because she's next of kin, she's suddenly the only viable guardian. <laughs> for I <Martin>. guess. <laughs> hey, you win by default. <laughs> I wonder if they would stay in that house or uh, if they'd sell that shit and leave. I, sell that stuff. I know what I would Man, do. I know what you've done. I mean, you have to disclose that there's been at least three, three four, f- probably four murders there. <laughs> That's probably going to make it go down in value a bit. You don't want to say that to prospective buyers. I think you in legally some states have to. You have to disclose. Not unless they freaking ask. Huh. Well, you know more about real estate law than I do, apparently. In some states, which states? I'm pretty sure California. I'm pretty states. sure California. T- <laughs> <laughs> Is there, like, states that matter that say that? <laughs> California matters. Um, sure it does. All right. I mean, I like movies. That's about all I can say. <laughs> so what's the next thing we're doing, Kitty? I always get it wrong and you yell at me. Uh, we're going to talk about our favorite thing. Max, go. My favorite part of the movie was probably the ghost. Okay. That's fair. I remember watching the, the short from YouTube and thinking, like, that's a pretty cool concept. I mean, even though bad things not liking light is hardly a new idea. Yeah. The way they messed with it and the way they did it, like, I, it was it was cool. Like, it was just, um, it wasn't the most scary thing I've ever seen, but, like, you turn the light off and you turn it on and it's a little bit closer. And it's like, ooh, like, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's messed up, yo. Just makes you feel really uncomfortable. This is, like... <laughs> Mama was a ghosty, but she, you could see her in whatever little light there was, and it wouldn't be, like, leaps and bounds closer every time a light came on. You know, though, when the doctor was there with his camera, and he was yeah. snapping pictures to try and see her? Yeah. Mm. They, I think they stole that from Lights Out, from the YouTube short. I think they did. Uh, sure? I don't know when that short came out. We'll have to look it up. We will. I've researched um, it. I've made an accusation. There it stands. I wonder if both the short that Mama was based off of and the short that Lights Out were based off of came out on the same festival or the same time. Because mm. I know a lot of those things are part of like uh, like almost like amateur film festival type things. My favorite, not that you asked me, but my favorite part was <laughs> the scene in the bedroom with the red light it was creepy. It was really, really creepy. Like to wake up to something like scratching and then to like that whole scene, the way that they play it out is the best part of the movie. In my opinion, like she gets up and she's like, what the fuck? And she like says it a couple times. And for whatever reason, it doesn't hear her whenever she's like, is that you or whatever? And like, she gets up out of bed and sees it disappear in the light. She's like, what the fuck? And then she realizes that there's this creepy, horrid monster, this ghoul at the end of her bed, scratching in the, in the floorboards. And she's, like, trying to slink away, and then it, like, moves and looks at her, and that's when you're just like, fuck! However... She's got those shiny eyes. That last time that the red light turns on is way longer than all the other times. Like, it's on long enough for her to be freaked out and be like, and look around the room, and then get up and turn her light on. Like, it's, it's on for, like, two and a half seconds longer than it was the preceding times. Yes. But that's just... You know, movies don't care. <laughs> they they kind of stole that from Dead Silence a little bit. The red light? Mm-hmm. Uh, when um, Ashen's staying in the motel, there's a red light outside. I do remember that now. I'm sure you do. Um, Just to kind of back up a little bit, the Mama short came out in 2012. 
The Mama movie came out in 2013. The Lights Out short came out in 2013, and the movie came out in 2016. Hmm. So they stole it. They could have. Stole it. It's possible. Stole it. Stole it. Depending on what month they came out. I'm not saying they stole it, but... You literally just said it like 12 times, so... I know, but I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'm having a hard time backpedaling. Yeah, I can't. I'm having a hard time backpedaling now. I'm going to kill you. I'm not saying I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I just want to talk to him. I just want to talk to him. Uh, 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 I'm not backpedaling about the California stuff, though. <laughs> My favorite part of the movie, not that anybody asked me either, but it was... Ah, Kitty, what was your favorite part? (laughs) Well, Max, now that you asked, (laughs) was the the transition scene to the the flashback sequence. Mm. I liked that a lot. The younger memory. Yeah. The yammery. Yes. All right, so Max, your least favorite. That's hard, because I generally like most of it. Let me see, let me look through my notes quick. Um, oh, oh, here, I got it. It's my last note, actually. Um, I said the movie had a happy ending, but there was some lame dialogue there at the end. Uh, yes. I love the Jurassic Park movies, specifically the first one. They're, they're some of my favorite movies of all time. But at the very end, like, the kids have been threatened by velociraptors and almost eaten and stepped on and crushed. Whatever. And they're flying away in a helicopter, and they just look at each other like, oh, everything's all right now. Or in the end of the third one specifically, like, people have died brutally, and the kid has been in the island for eight weeks, and, like, they all just start looking at each other and laughing, like, gonna be undivorced now, and, like, everything's gonna be great, and it's like, that is some Steven Spielberg bullshit right there. (laughs) I love Steven Spielberg. He has made some of my favorite movies of all time. But he has this thing where he has to make kids like into superheroes in these crazy situations, and then like everything's fine at the end of it. Now, <laughs> at the end of this movie, they had a conversation like, "We're all sticking together. Nobody's leaving. This and that. We're nobody's leaving now. Like we're all gonna be together." And I'm like, "Screw you guys! Like this is stupid. Like that was dumb." I wonder if they consulted with Spielberg on the end of this movie. <laughs> I mean, I think finding out that her dad was murdered by a horrific ghost and didn't just walk out on her would fix some of her daddy issues. <laughs> well, why didn't she ask him to marry her right then and there, then? <laughs> I mean, they'd only been together eight months. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that when the bottom drawer thing happens? After the mom gets murdered? No, uh, that, mur- was, no um, that, she... was, that was whenever she was going up to bed. She was going to sleep in her brother's room with him. Uh, okay, I guess I... he was staying on the couch and she just right, appreciated right. that he was sticking around. That sentence sounded all wrong. Also, yeah, she was I know. Sleep I was trying... in her brother's room with him. I was just, I was trying to find a way to word it where it didn't sound weird and incestuous, but I couldn't. It sounds so... incestuous and rapey, something like Yeah. Also, the mom didn't murder anyone. The mom didn't get murdered. She killed herself. She murdered herself. She got, she got... I, I don't mean to laugh about that either, but I guess I. Whatever. All right. Vic, what was your least favorite part? My least favorite part. There were a couple of things about this movie that really bothered me. Some specific writing issues. Um, 
I guess it was just the first thing. It, it just bothers me that like they don't ever talk about the fact that her stepdad, her husband, his dad, like this important person to all of them that they all at least know. They don't talk about the fact that he was mauled by a fucking grizzly in his factory. Like, nobody talks about it. A grizzly that was apparently fucking, like, had rabies because it ate his eyeballs out. Like, that's that's the only explanation that anyone would be able to give is, like, (laughs) this factory that was locked from the inside. The grizzly bear snuck in through the heating pipes and murdered him. Like, I... I just think that's fucking stupid. Like, if you're going to have that scene where, like, you didn't even have to show us. Like, you could have just killed him and we could have heard him screaming and we would have been able to infer that he got murdered. But, like, you show us his horribly destroyed body and then nobody ever talks about it for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yep. That bothered me. My issue was just general continuity issues throughout the entire movie. That was just really frustrating. That was, yeah, that was the biggest thing for me. And the stupid blacklight thing. Hang on, can I interject? You already had your turn, Kitty, didn't you? Nope. Seriously? Yep. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. wow. Rude wow. as fuck. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Interrupting my turn to tell me that I already had a turn when I didn't. I guess um, I just remember you complaining about something I said. But the thing you like. <laughs> I complained about all the things. So... Yeah, just continuity issues and and convenience issues, I guess. Like, it just, there were a lot of things that were done strictly out of convenience that ignored continuity, and it was just annoying. But I do want to say, though, that I have a really fun time imagining Diana as a ghost laboring away, burying (laughs) the body of Becca's dad in the basement somewhere. Like, days of that scratching noise that... Like, digging bricks out of the wall. Scratch, scratch, like, scratch, 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 scratch. I don't know why it just cracks me up. <laughs> anyway, imagine her looking like Gollum. <laughs> um, but actually, she really reminded me a lot of a witch from um, Left for Dead. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, kind of. Oh, yeah, kind of. Like long, ex- uh, exaggerated features and arms and screamy. Like, yeah, like angry, uh, stabby. Max, what was the scariest part of the movie for you? Hmm. Probably, probably in the beginning when the secretary or um, yeah. is turning the lights on and off, because it reminded me the most of the short. Yeah. yeah. And the short scared the pants off of me, literally. Yeah. That, that ruined a good pair of jeans. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay. Vic? I don't want to pick the same scene for what I like the most and also the scariest part. Well, you shouldn't. Anyway. No, you know what? <laughs> the scariest part for me was when the kid wakes up on his fucking own, all the lights are out, and all he has to protect himself is a fucking candle. If you The most reliable light source in the world. only second second only to a match and and yet what do we keep in our house in freaking candles so the third most reliable is that crank like apparently (laughs) that won't last much longer how do you know Uh, but yeah i mean a crank light God, could you imagine? Like, in I can tell movie. you I won't be using it right. I just know I won't. 
I demand that you replace it with the sound box from a Jack in the Box so that every time you crank it, it goes. Hang on, guys, I got this. She'll never get us now. But yeah, fucking the terror that you would feel. You wake up, the person that was supposed to be there to protect you is gone. There's no lights. The creature that lives in the darkness and wants to murder you now has free reign of the house, except for very small pinpricks of light, and that's all you have to protect yourself. And at one point, it almost goes out. And I don't remember if it's just a, a random gust of air or if it's her, like, breathing on the candle, but he, like, has to put his hand in front of it and freaks out. Like, I mean, all it would take is a random gust of air. Literally. <laughs> like, Jesus. Like, she would just have to stand on the other side of the room with, like, a large piece of paper and, like, wave it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> also, candles are a very extreme source of carbon monoxide by the by so yeah not only are they a flame hazard if you leave them burning but it's also a breathing hazard so the scariest part for me i think was the scene where martin first sees her oh when that's when she said about not wandering halls right yeah and just after that like he goes back up to his room and diana opens the door or tries to I can't remember if she actually succeeds or not. He sees her in her mom's room. His like, mom's room. Sorry. Yeah. Like, she's like, okay, good night. And then Diana, like, kind of creeps around the corner a little bit, like, good night. And yeah. then, like... <laughs> Fuck off, kid. I want to do stuff to your mom. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah, okay. That's pretty creepy. Overall rating. Max. I'll give it a seven. That's kind of what it wasn't was the scariest about. movie I ever saw, but um, it was original. The acting was decent, and yeah, I mean, it, it was a cool concept. So. Okay. Um, I'm slightly more annoyed by some of the bullshit that they pull, but I'm pretty close. So I'm actually gonna give it a six. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna give it a five. Oh wow. I had extraordinarily high hopes after the short, and it fell short for me. So, yeah, it's just, I don't know. There were too many, like I said, too many continuity issues, too many convenience issues. Max, scary rating. Uh, to be honest, I'd give it like a 5 out of 10. Okay. There were some parts of it that were horrifying, but like most of it just wasn't. So Yeah. yeah. Overall, they kind of, they did. But, I'm sorry, can I, a 10 out of 10 for originality. Well, are you rating it differently for originality, or are you going back and saying overall you're rating it a 10 out of 10? No, no. 5 out of 10 for scariness, but just on the originality spectrum, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Um, I'm going to say that for scariness, I agree with you. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10, but I want to explain really quickly, just in case someday somebody's listening to this and they want to make a horror movie... <laughs> Max already gave you his list of what you should do to make a good horror movie and basically just watch Mama and listen to our podcast and you'll be set. I did. Mama contains my entire list of must-haves for yes. horror movies. This character... You can add in crap that sucks. As long as you have all the stuff that needs to be there, it'll be 10 out of 10. This female character is not that strong. Like, she relies on a man multiple times and makes some stupid decisions multiple times. But more importantly... You don't ever really get a very good look of the monster. It's you, you see it one time. You see her face, and she's kind of like, "Rah!" But that's it. And it's super quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and the pacing of this movie—that's my thing about horror movies—that you have to have really good pacing. And like, the pacing of this movie wasn't 
great. Like, there was never really a big reveal. Like, the big reveal, I guess, was supposed to be seeing her in the black light. But that didn't really feel that tremendous to me. Like, the movie never really ramped up. After the first time we see her and we see that she's scary and creepy, she just doesn't really feel that intimidating. I mean, she's scary. She's scary as hell. But, like, the consequences for these characters don't really seem that dire because you kind of expect them not to die. Anyway. Based on what you just said, I'm going to write you a letter longhand that goes like this. I think you're going to like the next movie I'm picking if that's your preference for timing. Yes. I like a slow burn to make you really get concerned and then at the very end it punches you in the face with terror i guess i won't mail this since i just said it <laughs> All right. uh i will also give kitty what's your rating well i was gonna tell you but since you asked i'm not gonna tell you anymore call the police <laughs> uh <laughs> call the cops um no i'll tell them to get a black lady as soon as they get here <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, I'd give it a 5 out of 10 as well. So, 5's across the board for scary rating. Yeah. Um, when it was scary, it was scary. But they're yeah. pretty short moments. Like, yeah. it's maybe 10 minutes in the entire movie. And then by the time they were in the basement, I was, like, not scared of her anymore. I yeah. Don't know. You, like, you don't really have a whole lot of fear for those characters. Like, I was over it. Like, they just seem like they're gonna survive. The most... I think... I was pretty scared during the scene with the assistant or secretary or whatever she is. And then I was super scared, like, for Martin. And then after mm. that, it, it started Excuse going me. downhill a little bit. It's <laughs> a low rumble. <laughs> so. I also believe cops in real life, most of them, are smarter than this. Uh, um, I would agree. They're like trained the, better than this. The only horror movie I've seen that were like, did them justice was actually The Conjuring 2. Yeah. They came to investigate the house and then they were like they saw the chair move by itself and they're like, uh, we have to leave. Fuck this shit up. We have to recommend you to a priest. Like yeah. I, I feel like if a cop came to my house and I was like, Here, you have to take the black light, I think the cop would take it. <laughs> I think he'd be like, Okay, thank you. Yeah, like whether he thinks he needs it or not, or he's just humoring someone who's potentially psychotic, <laughs> I think he would take the light. That's yeah. So yeah. or she. Or she. <laughs> Uh, I actually walked into a police station once, not on a criminal-related thing, but uh-huh. on, a, on a separate thing. <laughs> and I walked in on a conversation they were having between Wolverine and Superman. Oh. So, they're real people. Like <laughs> Cops are real people. They have genuine opinions about stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, just, I imagine when police they're officers... They're not robots. Like, <laughs> you saying that they're real people makes me think that, like... We all think that they're just in a cabinet somewhere when they need it. <laughs> open the doors. Well, I mean, they don't really show up until you call nine one one. So, yeah, <sighs> or nine 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 if you're in Britain. So, way too many times. Mm-hmm. Um, Real quick, uh, I have a question for you guys. I haven't seen the short in a while, and I'm hoping that one of you has more recently. Um, we should watch it. But the secretary in the beginning of the movie was that the woman from the short? I don't believe so. No? Okay. I couldn't remember. Um, but I'd have to check. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I haven't seen it for a long time. Like, I haven't seen that Let short me... probably three or four years for good reason. I can check on that while we do the rest of our stuff here. Please do. You're the guy uh, in... You're the computer It does kind of look like her, doesn't it? I don't know. I'm not looking at your screen. Sorry, you guys faded out there for a second. Um, Kitty was saying it does kind of look like her, doesn't it? And I said, I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, they have a similar build. It's true. Um. Oh my gosh! So I got on YouTube to look up the short, and there is a video here called "The Lord of the Rings with Lightsabers." I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna bookmark that and save oh, that to my that's playlist. Magical. Oh man, they don't have any credits or anything on this, or do they at the end here? One thing that I do want to say is that like the short was really, really good. The short for Mama was really, really mm. good. Not all amazing, terrifying horror shorts need to be turned into a full film this it's one true. would have been fine if they had left it alone i think oh there are only two credits on this movie so lotta lostin does she show up on uh, lights out here lights out 2016 lotta lostin plays esther all right so that's her i kind of wondered she's actually um famous for well one of the first things she was in was the lights out short Cam Closer, another short. Pictured, Not So Fast, Coffer, See You Soon, Attic Panic, Closet Space. They're all shorts. Huh. So I got to check some of those out, too. What was I going to say? I like yeah, the like, um... That's... Oh. oh. Why did you make me watch that? I'm sorry. I just have to say that the short was 9,000 times more terrifying than the movie. Oh, it's so good. The, the creature is so creepy in the short mm. Oof, man okay um, also in the comments someone named han solo is commenting on the short and then somebody else is like what are you doing in the comments get back up there soldier <laughs> <laughs> some of my most favorite interactions ever online have been just looking at amazing comments between random people mm-hmm. especially on reddit like some of those comments are just amazing all right so, wrapping up, what is our movie for next week? Yes. Well, that was a very tough choice. <laughs> it always is. Mm-hmm. I have made it. It was between A Quiet Place, which you guys have seen. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was between Dead Silence, which I believe you guys have seen also. Yes. Which is a terrifying movie. Mm-hmm. And the third choice... Well, the fourth, actually, was The Awakening, which I don't think either of you have seen. Mm, Doesn't yeah, sound familiar. You sure. have? The I Awakening. think so. It takes place in Britain at a boarding school. Yep, and there's a scene the where she's, like, masturbating in the tub. Shoot, you have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought I was going to pick a winner here. <laughs> I mean, we could always watch it again. I don't remember a ton of it. We could. It's, it's just not that scary of a movie. No. It came out on my birthday, the year we started dating. Oh! <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie. It it's is. just not that scary. Okay. Well, you guys have to help me now. Since you guys have apparently seen them both, are we going to do The Awakening or Dead Silence? Those are my two choices. Uh, flip a coin. I um, don't happen to have one. Oh, neither do we. Andy. <laughs> Hang on a second. I'm sure I can get a flip coin webpage quick. <laughs> well, we didn't call anything. Okay. Uh, <laughs> heads, heads, we do Dead Silence. Tails, we do The Awakening. I was thinking the same thing. Dead Silence. All right. I actually, I'm actually kind of upset about that because that's a very terrifying movie. It has been way longer since I've seen Dead Silence, and I remember less of it than I do of The Awakening. So. Dead Silence is absolutely freaking terrifying. Yeah. I mean, it's one of my all-time favorite so I'm excited and terrified at the same time. 
terracited. <laughs> well. Also, if you've listened to more than one of our podcasts you already know that because and I, i'm also so sorry for you <laughs> i'm pretty sure you've talked about dead silence in every podcast we've done so far well i you'd have to prove that <laughs> just once again we're we're practicing safe social distancing here and so that's why our audio may sound a little weird i just wanted to to clarify that i saw uh... i have seen a lot more people running in the last few days because all the gyms are closed yeah. so everybody's jogging around our house which is really frustrating whenever we're trying to walk the dog and he's immediately distracted by movement <sighs> but <laughs> so i'm not ashamed to admit to our listeners that i and there's wait, a wait, wait 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 <laughs> you cut out right whenever you said <laughs> i'm not ashamed <laughs> to admit to our listeners <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but someplace I frequent, <laughs> nearby there is like a walking trail. Kind of like probably what that guy was talking about. And there is an abandoned lot next to it. Okay. Ever since this corona shit started, that parking lot for that freaking walking trail has been packed. And people are parking on the grass and parking in the vacant lot next to it now. I've never seen that many people there. <laughs> so and every time I drive by, I feel the need to. Like, how stupid can you possibly be? Oh my god! That's the point. It's the point of social distancing, people. <laughs> like, no wonder this is getting worse. <laughs> oh god! Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Thanks for listening, uh, guys. Bye. Thank you. We'll see you next time to do Dead Silence.